0: You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast. Proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. A blessed Sunday to everyone. Good morning. We are grateful to God for this another opportunity that He has given to us. That we could gather once more to honor Him, to thank Him, worship Him, and listen to His word that we will be transformed day by day into the likeness of Jesus. And so for today's meditation, we will base it in the book of Romans chapter 12. This is a continuation of what we have started during the first Sunday of the month, a series called Outgrowth, that our character are actually a, a byproduct of our faith in our relationship with Jesus. So if you are going to. Look at the previous Sundays. During the first Sunday, we talk about this thing, love marked by love. We as God's children, we must live a life that is marked by love. And then during the second Sunday, it is built through love that Dr. Rojas explained to us the necessity of becoming a good steward of that freedom that God has given to us and that freedom must be exercised with love. And then last Sunday, Dr. Rosalita talked about the renewed mind, wherein we provide or we show, I mean, an action in our through our bodies. We do activities as a byproduct of the mind that we have, the thinking, the thoughts that we are entertaining. And today we will be talking about this topic, humbled in conduct. Because if you look at the previous chapters, you look at chapters 1 to 8 of Romans. In chapters 1 to 8, Paul discussed the reality that a person could never be reconciled with a holy God by his own work, but we have to trust and put our faith in the sacrificial work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the theme of the whole book of Romans can be summarized into one sentence that says, justified by faith. We could never be made right before the Holy God by our actions because God's standard is perfection. We could never be made right before the Holy God through traditions, but it is only by faith as we put our trust into the saving work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the righteous have been justified by faith. And Paul explained it in the entire eight chapters of the book of Romans. So you proceed in chapter 9 up to chapter 11 of this book, you would see that he, he started explaining the implication of justification by faith in the lives of the Israelites. And we will not dwell on that today because we will be looking at the implication of the justification by faith in the lives of the church the believers within the church, and that starts with chapter 12. Okay. And so we are in chapter 12. Last Sunday, Dr. Ayra Lee Rosalita preached from verses one and two. And today we will be looking at verses three up to verse eight, and we would be looking at the context also, not only the preceding verses, but even the succeeding verses up to last, the last verse of the chapter. So again, chapters one to eight, Paul explained about the justification by faith. We are made right with God, not by following traditions. We are made right with God, not by our actions, but we are made right with God because we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We entrust our lives to Him. We entrust our eternity to Him. It is by faith. Chapters 9 to 11, as I have said, explains about the implication to the Israelites. And chapters 12 onwards. It talks about, they talk about the implication in the lives of the people within the church. Yes, you and I have been justified by faith. By the time we put our faith in Jesus, we say, Lord, I cannot make myself righteous based on your standard, but I will put my trust in you because you became the perfect sacrifice on my behalf. You paid for the penalty of my sin. Thus, by faith in you, you have imputed righteousness to me. Okay. And what is the implication of that righteousness that God has given to us with the way we live today? We'll be looking at that. So let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. Romans 12, 3 to 8. I'll read from the New American Standard Bible. The word of the Lord says, body in Christ and individually individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation. He who gives faith, he who gives with liberality, I mean. He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. And I would like to read further up to verse 16. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly do not be wise in your own estimation. Okay? Our main verses are only verses 3 to 8, but I read up to verse 16 because there is something that I would like to explain to you later. Now, as I have told you, beginning with chapter 12, Paul started his discussion with the implication of that justification that we receive upon believing Jesus, we are justified by faith, and then what is its implication in our day-to-day life? Now, I am so thankful to God because God has given a lot of gifted people in Zikai. You know, there's a lot of gifted people in the church. Or shall I say everyone in God's church, everyone is gifted. Oftentimes we think of gifted people pertaining to those individuals who are at the spotlight. But everybody is given by God a certain gift, everyone. Just yesterday, somebody called me and said, pastor, please, I would like to give you some reminders. But before I would say those reminders, let me tell you that I have been praying for you every day, every day. And she said to me, I mention your name before God every day. God has given us different gifts. And one of those is people are given the gift of prayer. You know, every every one of us can pray, right? But there are only few individuals who can spend hour, two hours, three hours in prayer. I can't do that. The longest time I have prayed is about an hour straight, just saying words to God. Posing a little while and then saying words to God again. But there are people when they pray, it's normal for them to pray for ours. And this lady who called me up, she said, I am praying for you literally every day. And I mention your name to God, that He is going to give you the anointing day by day as you minister. And I'm so grateful to God for those kinds of people who are, who are exemplifying their gifts, even if they are not in the spotlight. There are people in Zika'ek also who are gifted by God with wealth, with finances, and they are sharing what they have to God. You know, there is someone here, a manager of a certain establishment. From time to time, he comes to the church. She comes to the church bringing banana. And I would ask her sometimes, I would ask her, what will you do with the bananas? She says, two things that I will do with the bananas. If I will not give them to the pastors, I would sell them. And I would ask her, why would you sell them? You have much already. She says something like this. I sell bananas to give more for the missions of the church. The church is gifted by God with generous people. Not only that, we have gifted musicians. We have gifted song leaders. We have gifted Sunday school teachers. We have gifted cameramen, those who are operating the sound system, those who are operating the light, those who are bringing these things online. We have so many gifted people and we are grateful to God for everyone. But listen very carefully. A warning is given by Paul here in the third verse of chapter 12. He said something like this. Let's revisit verse 3. He said something like this. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought. Not to think more highly of himself. And then after that, he related about gifts given by God to the church, because this is the reality. In that particular field, in that particular area, in that particular aspect of life that God has gifted you, if we are not careful about that matter, it becomes a spring of pride in our lives. I'll repeat. That field, that area, that God has gifted you, that God has gifted me, if we are not careful enough in the way we exercise it, it can become a spring of pride in our day-to-day living. Listen very carefully. There is no human being who's going to be very prideful about that thing that he can call his weakness. Nobody would be very prideful about his or her weakness. Pride usually starts with that gift, with that strength that a person has. And that is why Paul reminded the believers. Why? Because this is a direct direct product of the statement that he said in verse 2. Look at verse 2. What he said in verse 2 is this. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Take note of the phrase renewing of the mind. Because normally we are inclined to being prideful where we are found to be so strong about when we are having strength in this particular field. We tend to be prideful about that matter. That's a usual thinking. And Paul is trying to correct the mindset of the believers. There is no question about giftedness here. Every person is given by God, a certain gift that is not found in another person's life. Every one of us is given a unique gift that we could work together. And at the same time, we could feel that we need each other. But as we exercise that gift that God has given to us, let us be very careful that it will not become a spring of pride in our lives. So as a byproduct of our faith and a relationship with God, He has given us gifts. And that gifts must be exercised with a coson. Because we must be very careful about the pride that might grow out of that strength that we have. And look at how he formed the statement here. He said, I say to everyone among you, this is in verse three, not to think more highly. God has given every one of us a gift, certain gift that is unique from each other. We may be having a, someone in the church who has a similar gift or a same gift with ours, but not everyone has that kind of gift that God has given to you. So. As we exercise that gift that God has given to us, he said, do not think of yourself more highly. And look at what he said in verse 2. He said in verse 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now Paul is saying, do not think more highly than you ought to about yourself. Because the problem literally is this. When we begin thinking more highly of ourselves, it gives us a platform in a worldly sense, it gives us a platform to begin looking down at others. You could never look down at someone if you are on the same level with that person. Literally, if you are standing on the same platform, I would like to tell the camera, cameraman to please watch my steps because I'm going to move down. If you are stepping on the same platform with the rest of the people around you, you just look on the same level with them. That's going to be on the same platform. Then you don't look down on each other because you're just on the same level. But when you exercise your gift and you stand on a certain platform and they are in that level about that matter that you are gifted with, you begin to look down on them and that's a very dangerous thing. So the more we are aware about this matter, that we be very careful about ourselves as we exercise our gifts, we stay on the same platform, on the same level with the people around us, then it's going to make us aware about the possibility of pride deep within. You are gifted. That church is gifted with people like you. But as we exercise the gift that God has given to us. Let us exercise that gift with precautions. Why? Because that can be a spring of pride that will grow in a person's heart. Paul explained further, talking about gifts. And I would like to highlight what he said later in verse 10. He said, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, give preference to one another in honor I would like to read from another version let's look at NIV look at verse 10 maybe some of you or most of you are using new international version and this is how it is translated by the NIV be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves so this is clearer now earlier in verse 3 Paul is saying do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. And now he's saying in verse 10, be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. So this wouldn't happen. Verse 10 cannot happen if you will not take the advice in verse three. Because if you look highly at yourself, You cannot honor the people around you because you look so highly at yourself. I cannot honor someone around me if I am looking at myself so highly and I begin to look down at others around me. Now, I'm not just talking about your giftedness in your musicality, the wisdom that you have, but I'm talking about even among the professions that we have. If you are a teacher, be on the right platform. If you are an engineer, do the same. Don't look down at others. Don't look at yourself so highly. If you are a doctor, do the same. Be on that particular platform that it is enough for you not to think so highly of yourselves and at the same time, not to look down at others around. So it is important to take verse three in order for us to observe verse 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another. In the NIV, honor each other. Because it is only when you belong to the same level with the people in the way you think that you'll begin to appreciate others around you. That you'll be able to say, you know, brother, God has gifted me with this particular area of life. But, you know, in the way we fellowship with each other, I just realized that there's a lot of things that you can do that I cannot. Last Sunday, it was Dr., the other Sunday, I mean, Dr. Richard Rojas was the one who preached. And during the first service, I did not sit here at the front, but I went up there, and I was just behind the operators. The operators of the lead wall, the operators of the light, the operator of those Things that we bring to the internet, and my, I was looking at their hands, they were so quick. They move their hands, they respond to what is happening on stage, they change the light colors, they change whatever is necessary to be changed, to be adjusted. They do it so randomly, and it's just part of them. And as I was looking at them, I said, My, I can't do this. I can't do this. It gave me a moment of appreciation about what they are doing because I realized that I am just a part of the big picture and I cannot do this thing that they are doing. And though it's a reality also that they cannot do what I am doing, but I learned to appreciate them and they learned to appreciate me. It is now a common understanding among the believers that we begin appreciating each other when we don't look at ourselves so highly than we ought to. Appreciation, appreciating others around cannot happen until we step down and be on the same level in the way we think about ourselves and about others. And you move forward, Paul repeated this, this sense and this understanding. If you look at verse 16. He talked further about the gifts that we have, how we exercise it. And he commented something like this in verse 16. He said, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. And this follows those statements that he uttered in verse 2, verse 3, verse 10. Now in verse 16, do not be haughty. Don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant about what you have. Because after all, this is a grace given to you. This is a grace given to me. So when we understand that this is something that we receive from God, we don't deserve it. He just gave it to us as a gift. Then we exercise it without being prideful about the matter, without being arrogant about that giftedness that we have. This is a wonderful picture that God wants to happen within the church among the believers. Yes, no one can say, I don't have any gift. Everybody is given by God, a certain gift. Maybe you just have to discover it. It's just there with you. As you participate more in the church life, maybe you'll discover it later because here at the church, we open the different ministries for the people to participate, and then once you discover your gift, then the church is committed to enhance further whatever you have. And then when that happens, you will be used by God as an instrument to edify other people around you. So this is a corporate endeavor that we are exercising as we respond to the gifts that God has given to us. Let me close this sermon with this picture. There's an image here that I have prepared. This is a mosaic art. A mosaic art is composed of many pieces and they place all of these pieces together to form a certain image. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of thinking to create such an art. It's beautiful, right? In this case, it's the image of Jesus, the perceived picture of Jesus, because nobody knows how really Jesus looks like. Because if you look at history, there is nobody who painted his face, no one who made a drawing out of him. So we don't exactly know if this is how he looked like, but this is just a rendering of an artist. And if you look at that image, it is composed of those particles. I mean, of those pieces. Next slide, please. You'll see a zoom in of those pieces. If you look at those pieces, you don't get so much appreciation out of those things because, yeah, they form something, but the image is not so clear. Right? Now, listen very carefully. If you look at the image of the church, that single, pieces, that single piece, I mean, that you could see. You may be pointing at the dark brown area. You may be pointing at the white portion or a blackish dark gray thing there or a yellow thing or an orange color part of that image. I don't know what you're thinking right now, but certainly in the church, you are a piece that is placed by God in that image. And then... It makes us appreciate the presence of the rest of the pieces around us. If we realize that we are just a piece in this mosaic art, we are not the entire art, we are not the center of the universe, we are not everything in the church. We are just a piece. That out of God's grace, he placed us in that image of the church. Go back to the previous slide. And now when you look at the dist- from a distance, you would see the full image of the church. What is it composed of? It is composed of individuals. People that are gifted by God, fitted to each other. And it forms the beautiful image of what the church of Christ should look like. Do not be prideful about what you have. We must not be prideful about what we have. Instead, we must be thankful of that gift that God has given to us. It may be in a form of art, in a form of skill, in a form of knowledge, whatever gift that God has given to all of us, let's exercise it with precaution that we will be careful enough to practice them without pride. And the key to that is in the mind. The mind is the battleground of every believer. That is why Paul addressed it in verse two. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, of the mind. Because whatever we think about ourselves, it comes out in our actions. Whatever we regard about ourselves, It will be exemplified in our day-to-day existence. And so when we are careful enough thinking about, Lord, you have gifted me with this matter and I receive this out of your grace. I am so thankful to you and I would humble myself before you. Listen very carefully. Humility in the presence of God is not a problem. It's the exercise of humility with our fellow human beings that is always problematic. And that is what Paul is trying to address here. Do not look at yourselves more highly than you ought, because it is only through that we would be able to stay in the particular place that God wants us to be. And that position would make us appreciate others around us. Let me tell you, you wouldn't like to be with someone who does not know how to appreciate? Right? Yung siya lang parati bida? Yung, if you will explain something to him and then he would say, Yeah, yeah, I know about that matter, and then he begins, begins talking, and then that person wouldn't listen to you anymore because he feels or she feels that he knows everything. You wouldn't like to be with that kind of person. Literally. But when we learn to appreciate the people around us, when we learn to listen, when we learn to position ourselves in that particular place that God wants to be in, we create a beautiful picture of the church. And that's the very intention of God. So out of this series, we learn that love is essential in our day-to-day life, marked by love, built by love, and we need to have a renewed mind and this time we need to ex- exemplify a humbled life before God as we exercise our giftedness within the context of the church. Humility is something so dangerous, because it's something that you wouldn't know that you have already. And oftentimes, when a person acknowledges that he is humble, it is then that pride would also start. Hindi ding sabihin, "I am proud to be humble. You cannot say that. But let's just continually be aware as we are led by the Word of God and by the Spirit of the Lord. As we exercise our gifts with humility before God and our fellow believers, we create a beautiful picture of the church just like this mosaic art that is presented to us. And that's the intention of God for His children. God bless us all and good morning. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!